Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul, and this is the Sunday edition, September the 17th. Uh, This is the day we drop two podcasts. Full-length sermon called Can You Be Sure is available wherever you're listening to this podcast. I would highly recommend you check this one out. A little different kind of sermon in that we do share some some personal stuff about uh, the things the Lord is doing and showing in our lives, and and nothing too descript, but just to kind of give you an idea about my own um, ideas and settlings in ministry, and maybe it'll be an encouragement to you and help you answer the question, can you be sure? Because I think you can. Uh, And I mean in regards to whatever, in regards to the Lord leading you, speaking to you, dealing with you, guiding you, planting your foot where it needs to be. Check that out. Well, we have made it all the way through the journey to and through the cross. Yesterday, we met the centurion who stands at the foot of the cross. Mark will introduce us to a few more characters before the final one takes Jesus down from the cross. And on the way between the centurion and Joseph of Arimathea, Mark does something he doesn't have to do which when we see that should make our little radar go up. We should think, hmm, why would the writer throw this in? Let me give you an example that we dealt with. Oh, I was going to look at my notes and figure it out, but I guess it's not too important. It was sometime back in mid-August. We were in the middle of chapter 14, and Mark throws in one of the only things that is unique to Mark. Um, Matthew, Luke, and John do not tell you about the certain young man that has the linen cloth around his body and he flees at the arrest of Jesus, runs naked through the garden. Remember, we talked about that. And we talked about what it might mean and the indication that is there and maybe Mark's doing something narratively. So that was kind of my landing spot. Why is this here? And it doesn't have to be. We arrive at another place now where we get a couple of verses that don't have to be there, but they are, which should force us to ask why. Let's read them. Verses 40 and 41 of Mark 15. There were also women looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Less and of Joseph and Salome, who also followed him and ministered to him when he was in Galilee, and many other women who came up with him to Jerusalem. Now, Mary Magdalene is easily the most famous of these women and one of the most famous women in all of the Bible, quite honestly. She's from Magdala on the southwest shore of the Sea of Galilee. We find that out um, a little more of that later in 16, but Luke 8 talks about her as well. I've been to Magdala. It is a place of increasing archaeological discovery. They are uncovering more, I think, at the site of Magdala than just about any singular site in what we call the quote-unquote Holy Land. And it's it's an interesting place to visit. We don't know an enormous amount about it. Mary Magdalene gets her name because she's Mary of Magdala. Now, One thing that we are pretty sure about now that we were not so sure about um, many years ago is there is no evidence that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. That little 
rumor probably happened because a sermon by one of the popes many hundreds of years ago in which during his sermon he conflated a prostitute from the scriptures with Mary Magdalene. And once it went into the Pope's sermon, uh, it started to be presented as truth. Um, We don't have any evidence that she was a prostitute. We do have pretty heavy evidence that she was probably a wealthy benefactor of Jesus and perhaps an elderly woman who had great wealth from something and probably funded Jesus' ministry as much or more than any single person was Mary Magdalene. I know we often think of her as some young lady that, uh, and well, that's a lot of times because we have that prostitute idea uh, hanging over our heads, unfortunately, not contributing to the story, but having a better perspective that she's probably an older woman, probably a widowed woman, probably a very wealthy woman that Jesus could have looked to as almost a surrogate mother figure, even though he has his own mother, but a mother figure um, is, is quite interesting. It's also quite interesting that Mark doesn't mention Jesus' mom being at the foot of the cross. I don't want to read too much into why he puts the individuals he puts there. I mean, for instance, Mary, the mother of James, the younger end of Joseph. We, we don't know anything about this person except from this scripture uh, Salome is a woman that we know is the mother of James and John we know that from Matthew 27 so we know a little bit of some we know a lot of others we know nothing of some we are left to question why some are not there that's not the point I don't think the point is that Mark doesn't have to mention any of this he does not have to tell us that there are women at the foot of the cross he does not have to tell us that they were the women who followed him, who ministered to him. They are the women who came up with him to Jerusalem. He does mention it. And I think he mentions it for more than to flesh out the story, but to show that while Jesus' very own disciples abandoned him, the women who ministered to him daily did not. They followed him to Jerusalem. They are not hiding out in a room. They are not denying him by a charcoal fire. They are not selling him to the high priest. They are not doing, as the scripture said, all the disciples fled. They are there, near the cross, having followed him through his ministry and all the way up to the cross. And the reward seems to be that when Jesus comes out of the grave, Mary Magdalene is the one who sees the risen Lord, We'll find this out in chapter 16. And Mary is the first proclamation. To her is given the edict of the first proclamation of the resurrection. So I vehemently disagree when people act as if women somehow don't have a place in vocal ministry. I I don't know how you can watch Mary Magdalene present the gospel of a resurrected Jesus and assume there's no sanction on it from the Holy Spirit. And I think Mark is showing us here that up until the end, the ones who stood the closest were the women that had accompanied Jesus and the disciples. Tomorrow on the podcast, we meet Joseph of Arimathea. We're heading towards 
the entombment of Christ. And you know what's on the other side of that, the glorious good news of resurrection coming up very, very soon. See you tomorrow. God bless.